0: It's time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. We called Waterloo by ABBA Musical Drano. And Chad P. You SOB, you took my
1: joke. He did take
0: you. He took my bit. He did. Class is in.
1: Broadcasting atop from the gold medal platform in Ooh. London. Did we win? We won. Oh, we beat Phelps. We beat France. <laughs> oh, well, good. <laughs> That's I for mean. sure. Yeah, they needed to get Hey, it's the Rock School that. Radio Show. I'm Chad P. This is Dr. Joe Burns, and uh-huh. usually you hear him introducing the show, but we're trying to give him as much of a break as we can today because he's in a little bit of pain.
0: I'm in a lot of bit of pain. Tell this tell thing him what really hurts. Yeah, tell him what you did. I went for my bike ride this morning. I, I try to do nine miles every morning on the bike, and then during the last mile, I'm really trying to hustle and you know get the heart rate up. I opened up my mouth and a bee flew in. Yeah, and the bee is normal natural habitat is not made to go into a human mouth. No, it stung me on the soft palate and on the tongue and I'm all swollen up. We went to the doctor. My wife and I went to the doctor because my face was swelling up. I'm not allergic to bees, but you know, getting stung in the mouth is a different story. Yes, it is. And the doctor gave me hydrocodine. Hydro- hydrocodone. Oh, okay, that's what it's called. That's good stuff, man. And and, and it's not a painkiller. No, it's it not. He tells me it's not a painkiller, but you won't care that you're hurting. But you're kind of caring right I'm now, I'm caring. Huh? This really hurts. <laughs> I've got chloroseptic here, you know, the throat stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking it way back in there, and I'm pss, 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 hitting right on the, the thing, right Ooh, on the, the sting. This is really painful. Now, you didn't have a stinger, stinger in up. your mouth or anything. No, 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 huh? no. I, I spit the bee out yeah. as, as quickly as I possibly could. He landed on my arm, looked up at me and went, what was that all about? <laughs> so I'm sorry, which was interesting because I didn't know bees could talk. It happens. That, kind of that uh, Warner Brothers cartoon where the the what is it, the frog can yeah, sing and dance, and no right. one else can see it. but So, me? as a result, we've got a great show for you today rock stars that have swallowed bees. Right. And you'd be amazed at how many there actually are. Zero. Yeah, none. It's just me, <laughs> just idiot me. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about earworms today. Ew. I- that interestingly enough. Oaky. That's <laughs> nasty. Dude. Bees in the mouth and earworms. No, it's one of these things. Do you remember the clapping show that we did? I do. I I attempted just to grab some information about one break. I just wanted to cover a break. So let me grab something about clapping. And I found mountains of information about clapping. Yeah, we made a whole show out of it. Right, same thing here. I wanted to cover one break. I just, you know, one, two, three-minute break. I'll grab a little bit about earworms. And the research study avalanches out of the computer. Okay. It's ridiculous All right. how much there is. You piqued my interest. What is an earworm? Well, an earworm is when you have a piece of music in your head that you don't want in your head, where you have uh, a commercial that constantly plays in your head, or you have a piece of music pop into your head that you don't want, like, I don't know, Abba's Waterloo constantly okay. so playing in so basically it's a song where you just walk around going, oh, get out of my head. Right. Uh, either a song that you like or a song that you didn't like. No, Again, these people have gone crazy trying to denote why you have these earworms, how to get these earworms, and why would you want to get these earworms? Well, the reason you'd want to get them is if you're a musician and you want somebody to hear your song, you want to be able to cram this in. Well, I know that there's you know a lot of songs out
1: there that people would say like, oh, this is the most popular song that would probably most likely get stuck in your head. Right. But for the most part, I guess it's just a song that you happen to take a liking to or or
0: hear over and over again, and it just depends on what's going on in your life, and it just, whoop, pops in there. Well, according to those in the know, it's not even songs that you take a liking to. It has to do with a lot of psychological factors down the line, and we're going to get into all of the research, all of the uh, elements that supposedly make this, and a huge uh, I guess, research study that's still going on from the BBC Six called the Earwormery. So we'll talk about that. Okay. Gotta play music. Here we go. A doctoral student in neuropsychology at the University de Montreal is (laughs) looking at songs that have the best chance or already are earworms. And so from that list, here is my Sharona. This is the NAC. Gosh. You know, see it? Consistent. Same thing again and again and and again. You know what? It's already there, it's already stuck. Yeah, sounds like this. Rock school. Ooh, Mac, my Sharona here on Rock Schools. we talk about earworms, now you, Ooh, me, 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 Chad me, me, Pierce. Me. Well, go ahead. Let me ask you a question here. Okay.
1: Usually songs like this where you say they get stuck in your head is earworms. Right. And if you didn't have the knack stuck in your head, we just played it, so now it's probably stuck in your head. Somebody's head. So does that mean that the next song that we're going to play now becomes stuck in your head and replaces the knack? Or will you have the
0: potential to have like all 12 songs stuck in your head? Entirely possible. The thing is, most people will hear a song, and because of their background... It will become an earworm. Okay. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about one person, uh, Dr. Vicky Williamson, a music psychologist, came up with the five reasons that you get earworms stuck in your head. Do you have criteria? Oh, sure. songs stuck well, in your head. People are trying to figure out why this is happening because if you can figure out why earworms stick in your head, if you can come up with the criteria of why these songs stick in your head, maybe we can come up with a criteria that allows you to put. Decent information in your head. Mm-hmm. If you can figure out why dancing queen sticks in your head, maybe we can figure out how to put, I don't know, the Pythagorean theorem into your head. Who's Get going it? to think about that? Not me, because I don't <laughs> really care. Now, we got a, a person in the studio with us, Rusty Gregoire, who was a former student of mine, now a teacher himself. And we've, Thanks, I've wanted you to sit in a couple times just to sort of say hey. Now, hey. when you... <laughs> now, you're done. Thanks. Get the heck out of Hi, here. Bye. See y'all it was nice you all later. Have you ever had an earworm? Absolutely. Sure, the songs that get stuck in your head. The point that kept being made in a lot of these psychological literature pieces that I'm reading are that people have many more earworms than they think they do. And the reason they've had many more is because it's sort of when somebody says, uh, you know, I I, I said something was going to go wrong today, and it did. What they only remember are their successes. They don't remember the hundreds of times they said... I said something was going to go wrong today, and nothing did. They only remember their successes. Mm-hmm. Most people only remember earworms when they dislike them. Oh. So when you're listening and a song pops into your head and ear- earworms and you like it, like Moby Dick pops into your head, dun- and you're tapping your you know, pencil at your desk and enjoying it, you don't consider it an earworm because you dig it. It's only right. the songs that you dislike that kind of jump out and you hate. Because our cognitive defaults to the negative. Right. I you remember that. the bad. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. Now, you ask, where did earworm come from?
1: Yeah, because it's a nasty term. Just right. horrible. Right.
0: It comes from a German word, O-H-R-W-U-R-M, oh, see, I knew the Germans
1: had something to do with it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it had to be.
0: If you want to know, there are other terms for it. Brainworms, sticky music, cognitive inch, song stuck syndrome. And if you want to be an academic when you're dealing with it in terms of a medical thing, it's called involuntary music Imagery, which gets condensed down to INMI.
1: Well, let's call it INMI because no. we've got an academic sitting across the, no. the, the way right here, and you're a PhD. I'm learning, so. No,
0: we're going to call it earworms. That's nasty. Once again, according to doctoral student at the University of Montreal, I De don't Montreal. speak enough French to do all of that. Another song that has an unbelievable chance of becoming an earworm. What is it? What is it? The Final Countdown by oh, Europe. God. It's that, I it's that. It. You like that song. Part. I love it. Do you really? It. He makes
1: us play it whenever we're setting up for DJ gigs. This will
0: teach you. Sounds like this, Rock School. It's the Final Countdown. Final, All right, first break here on Rock School, coming out of the Final Countdown. You got it in your head, don't you? Of course I do. do. Yeah, what I did know. you expect? Yeah, I see. When I was doing radio full-time, my morning show gig, we had a running joke about people who had earworms. When people would call in saying we had earworms, and again, we invited this. If you have an earworm, call us. When people would call in, we would play uh, Waterloo by ABBA. Mm -hmm. We called Waterloo by ABBA musical Drano, because what we would say is that it would flush out the song that was the earworm, but itself would not stick. Now, there's no truth to that whatsoever. (laughs) It was just a bit that we could get people close to the radio. Sure. We're not doctors. We play one on television, even though we were on the radio, Mm -hmm. and we would do that. So how do the experts say to get rid of an earworm since you now have the final countdown looping and looping and looping in your head. Well, I don't
1: need to hear from the experts. I know how to get rid of my. How do you earworm. get rid of it? Pass me one of those hydrocodones. Oh, no, man, <laughs> these are mine. A
0: heartbeat. I will take you down if you uh, try to do this. And no matter what you do to me, won't hurt. Yeah, you don't care, huh? <laughs> the earworm apparently puts itself at a point that if you try in your brain at a point that if you try to fight it, I don't want to listen to this. No, 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 no. Put your fingers in your ears. It will get stronger. According to the experts, what you need to do is put the song front and center and sing it. Sing along with it. Love it. Give it its due, and for some reason, your brain lets it go. So instead of fighting it with
1: negativity, which will make it grow, you're supposed to love
0: it and nurture it and make it your own. Uh, Right. (laughs) That's a bunch of... (laughs) What? That's what they say. People with PhDs say to do that. Other people have stated, again, this is a large study out of Finland. Maybe it's just because it's from Finland. Uh. <laughs> they have stated that some people drink alcohol to get rid of it. That's uh-huh. the reason I do it. Right. Uh, and other people have reported hitting themselves in the head. Oh, that'll, yeah, that'll work. Now, you think that's silly, but the research piece here states that it's a trick that people with migraines do to kill the pain of the headache. People who have migraines sometimes will hit themselves in the head to sort of defeat the pain of the migraine because the pain of hitting themselves in the head is stronger. Wow. I don't understand it, but that's what they state. And people who have done this to get rid of the The looping Uh, song in their head, say it's successful. And the piece that I read actually went into two people that killed themselves because of this looping song in their head. And
1: where were they from?
0: Finland. Thank you. Yeah, Mm. see, there you are. I rest my case. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to us on the campus of Louisiana State University, it's KLSU. And KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. Hey, P. uh, What? Isn't hydrocodone, what it invented in Shreveport, Louisiana? Oh, you took S.O.B. Joke. You took my joke. He did take your. He joke. took my bit. He did. Get us on Facebook. First of all, search Rock School Radio Show, and then get stung in the mouth by a bee. So you can get some of these pills. These things are fantastic. Back in a minute, Rock School. <laughs> Well, it's back to just Chad and I now because nobody Rusty. Takes my, nobody takes my jokes. Rusty took his bit and Chad kicked him right I out. I sure
1: did, out the door, son.
0: Going into the next song, which by the way is going to be "Lady Marmalade" by LaBelle, because "Voulez-vous coucher avec moi?" says while they quoi? say it again and again and again and again, it becomes an earworm. Earworms are not just popular songs. No. According to marketing professor James L. Kalaris, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, University of Cincinnati, he had this thing printed in the Society of Consumer Psychology. He did a huge research study with over 600 people and asked them what song from commercial music gets stuck into your head. The number one thing, well, at least what he found, again, Time marches on and new jingles are written all of the time. Yeah. But back when he had this thing printed, the number one lyric or number one jingle from a commercial was... I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> I want my baby back ribs. Yeah. Uh, Chili, baby, right. baby back ribs. And that got stuck in there. He also talked about music, and the Baja Men's song, Who Let the Dogs Out, oh, came up high. I can't either. Uh. But see how it's looping, it's consistent. It says yeah. it again and again and again, and it's a rotation type thing. Yeah, but sure. Chili's baby back ribs one for the commercials, at least in that piece of research. Here is Lady Marmalade LaBelle. Rock School. Okay, just a couple minutes before the bottom of the hour, let me give you a real quick story about earworms in Brooklyn, New York. You'll find this interesting. Okay. This past summer, as in 2011, Got not it. the current one we're in, but the past summer, yes, a community board in Brooklyn, New York threatened to file suit against Mr. Softy ice cream trucks. What? Because Mr. Softy, although bringing frozen and ice cream treats to all of little kitties in the greater Brooklyn tri-state area. What
1: did he also bring?
0: They were also bringing that little Mr. Softy jingle, the sort of traditional ice cream music that's on top of an ice cream truck. Yeah, when you
1: hear it, the kids go crazy. Ice cream man, ice
0: cream man. The problem was they were playing it constantly (laughs) and people were losing their mind and they had the Mr. Softy jingle as an earworm and the people of this community board in Brooklyn stated, stop playing that (laughs) <laughs> or play other tunes. Uh-huh. A, an agreement was reached that Mr. Softy would only play the Mr. Softy jingle now and again between other songs. Well, that's good. Yeah. What's the, uh
1: is it, is it called Mr. Entertainer? It's
0: The Entertainer. The Entertainer. Yeah.
1: That's what our
0: neighborhood
1: ice cream man plays. Again and, and again and again? Again and again and again, no? again and again. Maybe you can
0: bring suit against him and uh, <laughs> when it's all over, you can pay me in ice cream. Yeah, man. Once again, according to the doctoral student up there in Montreal, Canada, this song has the ability to become a nasty earworm. We will rock you! Yeah! Queen! That's cool. Bottom of the hour. Let's take a little break from talking about earworms. By the way, in the second half hour, we're going to talk about the earwormery.com, which is a BBC test. They're trying to gather as much information about earworms. We're also going to talk about Vicky Williamson, a music psychologist, and tell you exactly why you get earworms. Those two things will fill up our second half hour. We should,
1: we should try to figure out how we can make an earworm.
0: Right? Can we make a rock school earworm? Yeah, let's do that. Where your voice or my voice gets jammed into somebody's brain and That's... plays again and again and again, that, then we could start the total world domination what right. we've been wanting to do. <laughs> Tent your fingers. Excellent. Excellent. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Uh, my name is Joe Burns. You are? Chad P. These dates, July 30th all the way through August 5th into August, the dog days. Please don't let there be a hurricane. <laughs> chat has Monday go. July 30th, 1991, a police officer is forced to
1: tear up a ticket that he gave to Axel Rose for an illegal left-hand turn. Rose said that if
0: the officer gave him the ticket, Guns N' Roses is just going to pull out of the concert that night. Man, the guy tore up the ticket. Hey. July 31st, 1969, Moscow police report that the reason Moscow telephone booths were being vandalized at such an alarming rate... Was that somebody figured out that they could use the payphone parts to electrify acoustic guitars. Again, many engineers. Yep. August 1st, 1981, MTV came on the air at midnight. August 2nd, 1961, the Beatles begin their engagement as headliners at the Cavern Club, Liverpool. August 3rd, 1974, Jeff Baxter announces that
1: he is quitting Steely Dan and going to join the Doobie Brothers. They become the Doobie Brothers and Jeff Baxter.
0: Right. Uh, August 4th, 1966, a nationwide radio ban on Beatles records begins due to John Lennon's statement that he was bigger than Jesus. On August 5, 1992, Jeff Picaro, drummer for Toto, dies while spraying pesticides on his home garden. He has an allergic reaction to the chemicals that trigger a heart attack, thus... He is a drummer who dies in a bizarre gardening accident. You put
1: that in there on purpose. As a
0: matter of fact, I did. I was actually going to make a joke about him not wearing
1: his PPE. What's a PPE? Personal protective equipment. Oh. I was a certified pesticide handler in high school. Wow. You don't take that stuff lying Uh down. Yeah, nerd.
0: Uh, Here we go. We'll come back into the songs that were supposedly earworms in this kid's research. I'm going to be 500 Miles. It's the Proclaimers. I think it's more their voices. The fact that it's screechy out and it sticks in your head because of it. (laughs) Sounds like this. I'm sorry. Rock School. When I wake up. Well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who makes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be. All right, let's take a break and talk about the earworm test at theearwormery.com. And you can go take this. It's on there. I took this in preparation for this show. It's from BBC Six, one of the channels, obviously, in the BBC radio area. If you have earworms, or you get earworms a good bit, and I do, when you wake up in the morning, Chad Pierce, do you have a song in your head every morning? Most of the time. Most of the time? Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to track them? Oh, yeah. Have you really written them all down just to see if there's some kind of common thread through them? No, most of the time I'm just like, oh, what is that song? What is that song? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. According to BBC Six, you're supposed to track them because it will tell you something about the way your life is going. What? That's what it says. So I went to take this. It has five parts in it number one biographical data who are you where are you from male female all of that the second part i thought was interesting it began to ask you a lot of questions on whether you like to do things in order washing your hands a lot measuring your ocd do you count all tasks do you do that do you count things when you when you do them no, I just kind of do them out See, of See, I do. I count things all the time. What do you mean you count things? Like if you're getting ready to take a bath? No, I, it doesn't work that way. The biggest thing is when I eat. Okay. When I chew, uh-huh. I chew equally on both sides and I count. Oh, man. I do. I when don't I, do that. When I eat like, uh, M&Ms, mm-hmm. I will make sure that every time I put them in my mouth, it is an even number, and I distribute them equally inside of my mouth yeah, every single time.
1: You're bad. Oh, I
0: am. I'm OCD. There's, mm-hmm. there's no, two, no two ways about this. And ADHD. Mm-hmm. How, how else do you think you're able to put this stuff together for the show? You have to be able to focus all of that kind of stuff. Um, when I'm talking to someone, I will count things around them. Uh, one time I was talking to my boss upstairs and she had a brooch on and when it was all over, I looked at her and I said, by the way, there's 41 flowers on your brooch or 41 petals on your brooch. I will count things like that. And uh-huh. I put all that in there. You
1: wonder why you don't have too many friends. Yeah, I know.
0: The so what else third is about the thing, test? it asks about musical training and whether you have voice training and things like that. Yeah. Then finally it asks about music. hmm. And what like, do you listen to? Like what kind of music, what right, genres what kind and stuff. of music you listen to, that kind of stuff. And whether you have control over music, mm-hmm. meaning do you have the ability to hit a perfect pitch? Can you sing an E? Can you sing a D? That kind of thing. Oh. Apparently trying to align your abilities with the fact that you hear more earworms than any other people. What did you put on that? Can you sing those pitches? I can. Okay. I can. I can sing certain pitches. E, A, and D I can sing right off the top of my head uh-huh. because of playing the guitar and the tunings and such. And then finally, it, it finishes on what are your reoccurring earworms and when do you get them? Mm-hmm. Now, this is all being gathered for upwards of a year, and then they're going to release the results of it to see if there's something that is a common thread between all these people. Do women get more? Do men get more? So it's a work in process. So if you want to go and, and you get earworms, it's called the earwormery, E-A-R-W-O-R-M-E-R-Y, ear Wormery.com Go take it. That's all I have for you. I don't have any results, Uh, but go take it. I'll go take it. Yep, it's neato. This, I thought, was an interesting song that is an earworm. I love this tune, but I've never had it as an earworm. This is Ricky Lee Jones, Chuck E's in love. But it is, according to the people who study this stuff. Sounds like this. Rock school. Second break here on Rock School. Hello, oh, Mimi. yes, sir. It's yes, Chad over have there a in the back.
1: Yes, sir. I have moments. In the morning when I get to work, right, I'll fire up my computer and go to my iTunes mm-hmm. and just click on a band that I'm kind of just feeling for that day. Maybe I'm in a right. Led Zeppelin classic rock type of mood. Maybe right. I'm in an Eve 6 alternative type of
0: mood. Okay, Is that a result of earworms? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, let me let me tell you about what Dr. Vicki Williamson, a music psychologist and memory expert. Uh, uh, well, if you've got to be an expert in something, you might as well be in memory. That way you can remember remember it wouldn't it be funny uh, if she forgets to call spy back that's right <laughs> aren't you a memory expert i'm sorry who are you uh-huh. she's at goldsmiths college in london and she has come up with a four step reason pardon me five step reason i think i remembered that hmm. uh five step reason why we get these things here are her belief systems why these earworms pop into our heads number one exposure You have to have heard the song a lot, which is probably why the Chili's Baby Back Ribs thing Mm -hmm. got into our public consciousness. She says, you hear a song enough times, it will get stuck into your head. Well, dude, that's just common sense.
1: I mean, you can't get a song stuck in your head that you heard for the first time today. Not necessarily. See, there's a
0: lot of songs that I hear a lot that I... I wouldn't ever put into my head. Really? Right. Like I'm watching the Olympics like crazy, and there's that that never earworms for me. Probably because I don't have an affinity for it. It's nothing I would put into the, you know, into the subconscious. It's it's just kind of there. It didn't have anything for me. Number two, according to Vicky, current environment. You get earworms because of the environment you're in. Something in the environment triggered the earworm. What it is, I don't know. She says it can be anything from a visual clue to, obviously, an audio clue. You hear it, and it gets stuck in your head, to, believe it or not, a clue of smell. Clue of smell. Maybe you... Were obviously you and your wife getting along famously? Maybe you and your wife went on a concert, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a date, something like that, and you hear the song or you smell some smell that a dinner date happened, and that triggers it right there. I can't tell you. The song Toad the Wet Sprocket, mm-hmm. uh, the song by Toad the Wet Sprocket. My cats make me think of that. Because when we first took them to the vet, that song was playing over the the loudspeaker. Uh So every so often when I see the the cats... On it comes well, in that, my that, brain. Yeah,
1: but that's basic psych 101. I mean, you you associate a thought with some type of smell or sense or something like that. I mean, I had that happen uh-huh. uh, a long time ago when I was in high school, before I even met my wife, and there was this girl that I kind of had a crush on, mm-hmm. and I put a brand new strawberry air freshener in my vehicle because I was going to take her on a date, right. and I wanted my truck to smell nice. And now,
0: when you every smell single it, time I smell right. the
1: strawberry... For a split second i think of that girl
0: uh, please don't tell my wife that well i have the same thing with i dated a girl for four years Everybody was positive she was going to be my wife for the rest of you know, my life, people that knew us. And we don't even have contact anymore, but she wore the same perfume all the time called Anae Ane. Mm-hmm. And when I walk past a woman in this huge crowd, I walk past somebody and she's wearing it, I know the perfume like that. That's what I'm saying. This is, this is stuff that you learn in a basic psychology book. So
1: I don't I'm kind of kind of skeptical whenever an yeah. expert comes in and says, "Oh, this is associated with the topic that we're talking about. Everybody knows that. Well, that's common sense.
0: We got three more. Got three more, and we'll get to them before the show is out. Hello there, who? Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain, and WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. Right. Remember, I'm still under the fog of whatever that little what was the what was the thing I took? again? Hydrocodone. Oh man, you're that's doing heavy better. Stuff. Well, the thank swelling's you going down. <laughs> I think that's the Benadryl. Back in a minute, Rock School. All right, let me give you two more real quick before we get into music by Dr. Vicki Williamson of her five reasons why we get these earworms. Number three, stress. When you're under stress, your brain looks for an escape. Mm-hmm. It looks for a way to get rid of it. Sure. And one of the things that we use as an escape is music. Again, I'm not trying to call faux
1: pas on the good doctor, right. but it just seems that all the things that she's associating these earworms
0: with is stuff that
1: anybody okay. could
0: figure out. Her question is, what are the patterns? Why do you jump to these songs? That's what she's trying to figure out.
1: It, it, it's, I think it's on a case-by-case basis. It's different. It is. Uh, you know. Again, it is. Uh, the song My Own Worst Enemy by Lit makes
0: me very happy. See, but you wouldn't see it as an earworm then. Uh-huh. people That's what I said at the beginning of the show. People have far more earworms than they know. It's just that they only remember the bad ones. Right. I don't look right. at it as an
1: earworm. So if you're going to talk about stress and, and something to deal with stress, right. you deal with stress with something that makes you happy. Therefore, it doesn't even belong in this topic.
0: Well, here's number four from her, and I like this one. I think this one has a lot of strength to it. Involuntary memory the concept of where you're sitting in church, you know, and something pops into your head because you're starting to wander. Right, that's fine. She says here that music embeds itself very deeply into memory systems. Elderly people with dementia will remember musical childhood memories. Mm -hmm. Those memories survive intact. They have dementia. They can't remember their husband's name, their mother's name, their children's name, but... They can remember songs from their childhood. The power of music. Yeah. But again, we are musical animals. But again,
1: if we're associating it with earworms, which is supposedly Mm -hmm. triggered by the
0: negative, you wouldn't remember a song that you hate when you're 85. I don't know. Maybe you would, maybe you not. I know a lot of songs that I hate, and I know them word for word. Maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's because I worked in radio and I was forced to play them. Yeah, that could be. I can see that. Here's another one that has a real good chance of becoming an earworm, according to the young lady up in Canada. I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Here's Melanie Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School. Let's do number five of the five reasons according to Dr. Vicki Williamson uh, why these songs become earworms. Yeah, go ahead. Evolution. According to her, before the invention of writing, we were an oral society, and people learned things as much by putting it to music as anything else. And we evolved over the years, over the millennia, to be animals that are akin to music. And because of that, when the brain needs something, draws from something, it draws melody long before it draws picture, before it draws text, before it draws anything, it draws music. Let me wrap up with this one. In 2010, a couple of people named Beeman and Williams... Published a paper that stated 90% of people do get earworms. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel sorry for the 10% that don't. <laughs> it, I'm serious. I mean, do you just not like music? <sighs> that just how do you go through life without liking music? Of those 90%, 10% of them state that the earworm is so pervasive it stops them from doing other things. Well, that's it just is people that, that pervasive. That's just people that don't have control. You so quickly put it down. So we're going to end on the song that is, according again to this young lady who's doing her dissertation doctoral work in Canada, the song that is most likely to become an earworm. And I know what it is. It's because the song itself should only be about two and a half minutes long. But then it goes on and on and on with the same refrain again and again and again. Forever, and you just heard it at the Olympics. What is what closed the Olympics? The at least the, the opening ceremonies. Oh, hey Jude. Hey Jude. Na 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 Yeah, I don't know. Hey, that that, that drives me nuts that the song goes on forever. It's seven minutes on record. It's a hundred thousand minutes in concert. Yeah, man. That does earworms. I was just amazed at how much research there was. So I'm Joe Burns. I'm Chad P. That does it. Classes dismissed. Hey Jude, don't make it bad Take a sad
1: song